Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail. We're headed over to the Alien Encounter attraction. I feel like I'm in sixth grade again. Who wants to hold my hand in the dark? Oh, sorry, Mary. I'm more of a skippy guy. Burnt or pre-burnt? By the way, where's Joe? Welcome to episode 148 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Chris. I'm Mary. Today we'll be giving the his on Alien Encounter. Now, usually the Diz His records live right now for our Goof Troop members. If you want to watch us or them record live every week, just sign up for the Goof Troop. Go to DizHiz.com and you'll find the link up top. As well as seeing uh, all of their beautiful faces, you'll be entered into the lovely giveaways uh, they've given away wax melts, uh, comic books that are signed, Disney merchandise, usually uh, re- re-gifted by Joe, and then uh, many other things, Diz His merch and all that. And, uh, you know, I've won a couple of them, so uh, they're, they're great wax melts, uh, all that good stuff. You also get access to the Goof Troop chat, where you can interact with uh, all of the host and other Goof Troop members. Uh, we talk about daily and uh, daily Disney occurrences, and we've got daily themed Disney questions thanks to Adam. Plus, our live shows are really messy and lots of fun. Check us out at dizhiz.com. All right, now let's uh, let's handle the elephant in the room. Uh, we're not Joe, Jen, and Alex. We're Scott, Mary, and Chris from the New New Friends podcast. Yeah, who are you guys? I'm having an identity crisis. This isn't the first time. April Fools. This is the Diz His April Fools Day episode. Happy April Fools Day and April Fools. And yes, uh the the recognizable voice, that's Chris Yob, uh down with Yob, who is regularly on the Diz His podcast, but is also on our podcast, the New New Friends Podcast. Yeah, this honestly just makes it harder for me because I have to now try to direct two shows, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> yeah, you're like Smack dab in the middle of that Venn diagram, aren't you? You're just right there. Yeah, this has got to be nerve wracking for you because like everybody's trusting you to make sure that the respective shows go normal or go right. I feel yeah, I feel like it. It's all on it's all on me. Like if this goes really well, it's your idea. So it's gonna look great for you. If this goes bad, it's my fault because I have to try to keep this train on the track. 100%. Yes. At least you understand what the rules are and expectations. That's good proud of you listen if you like what you hear from us it's a really fun show check us out we're streaming everywhere uh, no new friends podcast you can check out our website no new you can connect with us check out our merch and join our clubhouse our patreon uh where we do a lot of the same things that Diz his does all right guys so let's uh let's give this attraction a rating real quick uh 
we're we're not going to use the rubric uh, because then I have to explain it to Mary, and uh, we don't have that. I much know what time. a rubric is. I just don't know what this one is. <laughs> so, Chris, let's go with you first. This season, Diz his pro. Okay, out of ten, I'm going to rate Stitch's Great Escape because I'm not going to unfairly, blindly rate uh, a ride that you I was never on. So I'll rate Stitch's Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, I'll rate that a six point three out of ten. Uh, if Bert Skippy was the character instead of Stitch, it would instantly go up to the high eights, early like early nines. But that was not the case. They did not bring uh, Skippy back. Six point three out of ten. Lock it in. All right, Mary, go for it. I would rate this at eight point five out of ten. Um, solely because I'm a small human, and those restraints were a little rough for me to be able to really hold my boyfriend's hand in the dark. <laughs> so listen as negative as i've been about this attraction this entire episode i'm going to surprisingly give this attraction a nine this wow attraction, rookie score first of all what's that no no decimal so rookie score well it, rookie. i i factored all the decimals in and all that and oh, uh, okay yeah all the all the decimals gave it an even nine the only thing that it's missing is it's not going to get the magic point so, um, I, you know, I know the host of the show usually gives a magic point for everything just because everything. it's at Disney. So everything yep. is magic. It's magical. It's magical. Uh, I love bears. Um, but it, I love land. this. I, I loved this attraction so, so much. And I, I'm, I'm sad that I only got to experience it one time, but as scary as it was, and, and, and I wish it would have been in Hollywood studios. This was a fantastic attraction way ahead of its time with the effects um you know this is before major 40 attractions i know it used some of the technology from uh what you call it honey i blew up the audience but when that alien licked the back of your neck and you could feel <laughs> i mean it was yeah it was it, it super intense super first. scary super re- <laughs> <laughs> i do want to comment on if this was uh, a ride that i went on when i was younger this rating would be a lot lower for me because I know I would have been very scared of this. And I know this because uh, I wasn't going to wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up for the love of the podcast. I peed myself in the pre-show for E.T. When E.T. <laughs> oh. is running through that grass. Terrifying. That is a little scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Did not tell anybody. So whoever rode that ride after me, I'm sorry. But we did. We told no one. Pee all over the seats, all over the pre-show floor. Everywhere. So if E.T. scared me, this thing was going to scare me. Cthulhu was going to scare Skippy was going to scare me. Burnt Skippy was going to give me nightmares. Burnt Skippy, Burnt Skippy would have scared you. See, the, it would have honeypotted you, as Mary would always say, where you, you would have fallen mm-hmm. in love with cute Skippy, and then Burnt Skippy would have been terrifying. Yeah, traumatizing. You. You been I would have been on way more medicine than I am today. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's what did it. Now I know. I'll take this back to my therapist. <laughs> now we know... E.T. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, Mandarin Blossoms, Freesia, and Peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. 
The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyCinda.com and use promo code DizHiz20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyCinda.com, promo code DizHiz20. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyCinda.com. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, where are we anyway? You know, this must be Alien Encounter. Nah, this is Disney. There couldn't be a real alien inside. I'm told they're doing some testing in teletransportation through space. Let's get to the his on the extraterrestrial alien account. What? Something's wrong. An alien being has been intercepted. Oh no! He's escaping! Wow, and that's just a sneak preview of Alien Encounter. The extraterrestrial Alien Encounter was a ride at the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. This dark science fiction attraction was a round theater with the entire show taking place in the middle of the room, as well as other events happening around the guests. The ride opened in December of 1994, replacing the attraction Mission to Mars. This scary, yes scary attraction, was a hit among specifically the adult guests, but would close in 2005 and be replaced by Stitch's Great Escape. So this ride was, and and I don't know why uh, Alex, when he wrote the history, kept calling it a ride, because it it wasn't a ride. Now, it did have, uh, you know, shoulder harnesses and very strong ones. I feel like there was movement. The seats moved some. Uh, it, It came out in 94, and so I was six when this came out. So their target age group, I'm almost positive. I don't know. I was <laughs> yeah, obsessed sure. with this ride. I really? loved every second of it. Yes, absolutely. Also, Beetlejuice was my favorite movie. So like it kind of works out, you know, I just, um, yeah, it feels good to be afraid, right? I don't know. I was negative one when this, when this ride came out. Chris, um, Thanks, do you want to do you want to comment? It's very weird hearing Scott's voice read the history. First time ever that someone else has read the history on the Disney's podcast. So uh, that one's one for the record books. Also, this the the it's 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 in all caps at the top of this page of the history reading. This is the extra terrestrial alien encounter. So a little misspelling there. Yeah. I don't think Disney knew what they were knew what they were doing. No, that is a pun on. I don't understand why this was a Disney ride and not a Universal ride. Why this was, did they think this was a good idea? Because it was a great idea. Yes, no offense, Mary. Why do they think this was No, a this was not yes, a great it was. idea. Okay, this I'm going to be honest. Unpopular opinion here. Stitch was a terrible replacement. I'm going to say it. I like Stitch. It was just... I like Stitch, it, he too. He was charming and terrifying. He's not terrifying. Um, He's me if I haven't eaten. <laughs> I got to tell you this this attraction and, and I I went on it probably when I was uh I don't know 15 16 years old. Uh, I remember going on uh 
either. It, it was Night of Joy, you know. Oh, when my all gosh. Were you groups, even allowed to go on go this to, ride during Night of very Joy? Very fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, let me tell you, from having theme park experience, Night of Joy or Rock the Universe at, at, at the other park was awful. I mean, these heathens were terrible. Oh, I remember. And they were heathens, correct? It was awful. But this ride, this attraction, to me, is more terrifying than any house I've been on during Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, it was, at 16, 17 years old, this attraction was terrifying. Yeah, at like six and seven years old, it was fantastic for me. <laughs> uh, really enjoyed well, it. Well, that's because you you were brought up on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and, uh, and, and Friday the 13th. So this was like a walk in the park. This was a uh, small world to you. Basically. Wow. It was. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I was supposed to watch a video on this, do some information. I had a very long day today. I did not do that. I'm looking up photos for the first time now, and I was under the impression that this was the movie Alien. I thought that <laughs> this was it, because Disney is, they own Alien now. I guess that was Fox Studios? I don't know. I, I don't know, but it's it's around the, the, the time uh, they wanted to have, they wanted to incorporate the Alien IP into the but Disney But it's not, right? I guess this is an Alien IP. This is just an Alien. No, no, it was out of generic. this world, it, man. It says, it says, a sensory thriller from Disney and George Lucas. So they just willingly, just randomly put an alien ride in, in Disney World. That that makes us even more strange. I thought it had to do with the in movie. In Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I thought it had something not to do just, with the movie. Not just like Hollywood Studio. No, in Magic Kingdom, they had this terrifying attraction. Okay, but this is the way I look at it, right? Is that... It was almost like the smoking section, right? Like, it's where adults can go and enjoy themselves for five seconds. Like, please, just let me have a little bit of dopamine. But could you imagine if the parents aren't paying attention to the signs to see how scary this attraction yeah, is? Yeah, my parents. And they, but I loved it. Look at me. I turned out they, mine. They bring their six-year-old who has a soul on the attraction <laughs> with them. And they're like, oh, this is going to be great. And when we're done here, we're going to go see Mickey Mouse. Like, that day is ruined because that kid's going to be traumatized the rest of the day. Not to mention the nightmares that they're having in their value hotel later in the evening. Dang. So what I'm hearing is that you assume that parents that let their kids go on this ride only go to value hotels. Okay, we stayed at really nice Disney resorts. All right, Scott? God, come after me <laughs> like this. No way. Uh, maybe you guys want a trip or something. What? <laughs> God. When Michael Eisner was appointed CEO of Walt Disney, he came in to help bolster the company and remove it from its stagnant state. Michael had grand ideas for Walt Disney Parks wanting to appeal more to young adults and teenagers. He spearheaded the opening of MGM Studios and Pleasure Island. He brought in outside properties like Star Wars and Indiana Jones to attract the teenager demographic. He also had his eyes on the wildly popular Alien franchise. In the late 1980s, a team of Imagineers worked on Nostromo, a dark ride where guests would shoot lasers from a gun mounted on the ride vehicles for the first half, and then for the second, a xenomorph would get trapped. Nostromo never made it past the design stage, stopped abruptly due to many thinking the Alien franchise was too scary to be used inside the happiest place on Earth. The initial plans for Nostromo were utilized in other ways. The concept for the dark ride with a laser shooter mounted on the ride vehicle was eventually used for Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. Eventually, Disney would allow the use of this rated R property for the MGM Hollywood Studios attraction, 
the Great Movie Ride. The success of the Xenomorph appearing in this attraction gave Disney the idea that they should try to use the Alien franchise in another way. Disney took the second half of this concept for the abandoned Nostromo attraction to inspire an arena-style theater with a large tube in the center, where a Xenomorph would be held captive. The early concept for this alien ride had the Imagineers utilizing pitch blackness, sound cues, and visual effects built into the seats to immerse the guests into the idea that the terrifying xenomorph had escaped. A lot of seasoned Imagineers did not like this concept, believing it was too scary and did not line up with Walt Disney's vision for Tomorrowland. So they thought it was a bad idea to let people shoot aliens, so instead... They're like, you know what? Let's just put an alien in a tube, strap people in so they can't escape, and then let the alien loose, and then just shoot air out at people, and have it feel like it's crawling around and about to kill them with no weapons. Correct. Yeah, so like the opposite. I respect that. So like you sat there, and the alien got you. I respect that. Yeah. I I think that's way less scary. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I, I got to tell you, this space, though, it it, it just doesn't work out for, for... for Disney Imagineers. I mean, Mission to Mars, uh, which I don't know if you got to experience that on YouTube. It's terrible. It is. Uh, it, in fact, I was watching it today and the guest that was that was video recording it said, ah, welcome to the circle of boredom. And oh. uh, and all they. Yeah, it was a terrible attraction. And then this uh, alien encounter was just super scary. And then Stitch, for some reason, just never, uh, never gained any traction because it was a terrible replacement. But it is Stitch, and they don't have any. Um, I mean, what was the last uh, time that Stitch had representation in the in the parks? I think when he uh, TP'd the the castle. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's such right. a popular character, but they don't really they put him squirting water outside the world of Disney and Disney Springs, and that's about it. It's kind of surprising that <laughs> he didn't like pan out there. I liked the ride. I I went on that ride for the first time when I was on my senior trip, and um. And I thought it was a cool, cool ride, but maybe it's because I didn't know what was there before it. Yeah, there's no way you could have. <laughs> I think had had that attraction opened as Stitch's Great Escape and not Alien Encounter, I think Stitch's Great Escape would have been very popular. People would have loved it. But you have people like Mary who loved Alien Encounter, and then Stitch was just a... a very weak replacement for it yeah i mean it's just a completely different concept like one is cute and like lovable and the other one you're like please don't eat my face um (laughs) you know i think you're right though if it were set up similarly then maybe it would be cute to be like okay kitties like this is what you get to experience but no i like as an i don't know even as a, a teenager slash college goer when it flipped over to Stitch, I was like, mm, no, thank you. So Emily just reminded me that she actually rode this ride. And she was one of the people whose parents did not read the details. And they had no idea what it was. They're in Magic Kingdom. Let's go on this you know, alien ride. It's and Magic she Kingdom. Was it's got to be screaming and crying the whole time because she was terrified. And you know what? She's a better person because of it no, today. I no, no, not true. Emily messaged me and said, when I heard you guys were doing extraterrestrial alien encounter, like she started shaking and, and, and like, like crying. It brought back all this PTSD. She was due home two hours ago and I haven't heard from her. Well, it's actually good. <laughs> Let's, it's a time for her to work through this trauma. Honestly, it's time. Happy to help facilitate this. <laughs> Whatever. It was a fantastic attraction. And anybody who sells says anything else, uh, you're dead to me. 
So, what about all these names? Xenomorph, uh, the Nostromo. I mean, like, these are complicated words for Magic Kingdom. They are. Uh, they are. But they, I think they, they shortened them a lot, right, though? There's a lot of, like, cool slang that they had. I thought that was really catchy. Like, for their products and stuff, like, when you're going through the queue line and stuff, there's all kinds of cool stuff. I think they're cool names. Yeah, I don't remember the queue line. I, it, I, it's interesting, though, in the, in the development of an attraction where they have this idea, you know, it's going to be alien with Nostromo and, and Xenomorph. And then they abandon that and just take those original ideas and just morph it into three other attractions. Yeah, they if Disney does anything very well other than making money, it's how do they take really amazing ideas and just make them significantly worse? By by just, like just dilute it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like we did the we did the history on um the the seas pavilion and that place the the concept for that place was insane. Like you know what? No, this yeah. is this is too cool. We're gonna uh we're not gonna do any of this. Let's just let's do it. You let's can't do make else. it too cool. I guess not. And they also there's a running joke on this show. They also Disney's really bad with names. Like really bad. Um, the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. There are um there are ten different names for that around the world and they all are are just <laughs> horrible. Ha- okay, so Alien Encounter, keep it at Alien Encounter. No, the extra terrestrial Alien Encounter. Well, they had to compete with SeaWorld at the time because SeaWorld had you know the Penguin Encounter and then Terrors of the Deep. So they just took Terrors of the Deep, which then became Shark Encounter and Penguin Encounter, morphed it together for. Uh, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. They probably actually should have taken more notes because I'm going to be honest, if they would have strapped me into a harness and let loose a bunch of penguins, it would have been the best day of my life. <laughs> like they really should have just did a hybrid of both. It would have been fine. And the kids would have loved it. It would still be there today. It's debatably scarier <laughs> for me. Uh, birds are terrifying. They're not real. Well, it's because they're oh, not exactly. real. But also, so does a penguin cyborgs. really count in that? Oh yeah, a fact. Yeah, they Does need a penguin count. Yeah, because they need underwater surveillance. So that's how they get their their underwater uh, images. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their little periscope, <laughs> up periscope. <laughs> the first waterproof drone. Look it up. Birdsartroll.com. <laughs> All right, should we get to history yeah. three? Yep. During this time, Disney and George Lucas were collaborating on the new Indiana Jones attraction at MGM Hollywood Studios, and many Imagineers wanted to bring the king of sci-fi into the mix. Lucas agreed with most of the seasoned Imagineers that Alien Counter was too intense for a Disney park. George agreed to join the project team to help rewrite the ride, take out the xenomorph aspect, and make it less scary. Lucas and Imagineers struggled to come up with an alien that didn't mirror a xenomorph as well as the original story. Eventually, they came up with the Alien XS Tech Labs and Dragon-like Alien. Alien Encounter was originally developed for Disneyland California to be part of the Tomorrowland 2055 project. It was going to replace the Mission to Mars attraction. When Tomorrowland 2055 was scaled back, Mission to Mars location ended up becoming the home to Red Rocket's Pizza Port, and the new Alien ride would be moved to the Magic Kingdom. Alien Encounter had a soft opening on December 16, 1994. The original story received negative reviews from guests who were surveyed. They complained the storyline was too confusing, and the comedic pre-show did not match the dark tone of the actual attraction. The biggest complaint was that it was too scary for kids. Eisner rode the ride in January of 1995 and did not like the ride, saying that it was not scary enough. Alien Encounter was supposed to be the centerpiece for the new Tomorrowland makeover that cost $100 million. 
So when Eisner was unimpressed, he shut down the ride for a month for the team to rewrite it and make it more intense. I, <laughs> there was not a better example of entitlement. He's like, look, I know that everybody else hates it, right? Like our <laughs> core demographic thinks it's trash. I love it, but I don't love it enough. <laughs> Shut it down. Let's make it worse. What, what? a mess. What a mess. Like, like, so, so, okay. They thought it was too scary. They bring George Lucas and he thinks, he, he thinks, it's, he thinks it's too scary. So what are you going to do, George? How you, you know, so, so what did you do? You, you rewrote, you, oh gosh, I can't even talk. You rewrote the story for us, right, George? Oh no, it's the same exact story. The alien escapes, but I changed his costume. His costume's different now. <laughs> And then, We're going to make the pre-show a lot funnier. Yeah. We wrote some <laughs> jokes in the pre-show. And the pre-show is god awful. How do they, how do, they do that? So you take your kids there, start laughing, think it's a good time, then boom. Aliens starting to try to slip he their got, throats in the, and, they're, and they're strapped in trying to escape. They can't because the restraints are on. Yeah, they, they, they can't got get honey out. potted. And then Michael Eisner, he sits down and goes, you know what? No, not scary enough. Yeah, he, he didn't <laughs> like the... <laughs> On his ear, it wasn't good enough. It wanted more. My God. Maybe can we agree that this was the downfall of Michael (laughs) Eisner, maybe? (laughs) I mean, and and clearly this was, you know, I, I say it all the time. Michael Eisner was at its was at his best when Frank Wells was still alive. This was after Frank Wells' death, so clearly, like he didn't have the voice of reason in his ear, going, "Michael, you're crazy." Like this, this attraction does not belong in the Magic Kingdom at all. I can't. I mean, let's. I kind of think that it was like the precursor of the idea for the Monsters Inc. Like the Laugh Factory, but instead it was like the Scream Factory. <laughs> so like probably all of Magic Kingdom was being powered by the screams and tears of small children. Let's think about it. More energy. Mon- it's not scary enough. Monsters Inc. was just a documentary of of uh, the feelings of alien encounter. <laughs> no, and then and then I guess they took what Mike they learned. Wazowski is actually somebody else. But now now uh, Monsters Laugh Floor is just the pre-show to this. But that's that's it. It's just it's just the pre-show. <laughs> they don't escape and try to kill you. <laughs> oh, so good. How do we? How- do we think would we be as negative about this attraction if it was at Hollywood Studios? No. I'm not negative of, about it. I, I'm talking to Chris. Okay, oh. uh, you're 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 the uh, the outlier here. Uh, you're the one that was raised on uh, Chucky and uh, you know Mary's first Halloween. She went as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> okay, so these are the things that she was raised on. This is sure nothing did. for her. Sure I, did. I, I, that's a good point, Scott, because. Uh, the scariest thing in Magic Kingdom now is the Haunted Mansion, which is not scary. Besides the whole fact, if you forget the fact that the main character murdered their husband, uh, not not <laughs> scary. It's kind of like um, I'm going to stop scary. you right there. Yes. The Haunted Mansion is terrifying. Uh, that scene where there's a bride and her heart is like beating. I have to close my eyes and plug my ears because it is horrifying for me. I don't know what what scene you're like talking it. about. There's a part where there's a bride and she's like in a, a gown and you just hear her heart beating. Oh, oh, I don't look at other women. I'm married. So I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have seen that. I, let me tell you something. I didn't realize how terrifying the Haunted Mansion was until Muppets Haunted Mansion. Like Muppets Haunted Mansion <laughs> really shed light on the backstory I, I didn't for know. us. I, didn't know. I don't terrifying. know the backstory. Wait a minute. I don't think I know. Oh, it's, there's a backstory? It's, it's dark. 
The woman who kills all of her husbands. Yeah. So, like, if you forget about that, Haunted Mansion is not very scary. If you remember that, it's not in your face. It's just not in your face. It's just kind of one of those hidden, hidden, hidden secrets. But anyway. Yeah. I'm going to need to watch that. I will say the Haunted Mansion, actually, I had a bunch of nightmares when I was growing up because of the Haunted Mansion. You would think it would be because of extraterrestrial. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I had a dream one time I woke up on that little couch that's in the room with the piano that's playing by itself. Oh, my gosh. I have the How same night- yeah, I have be? the same nightmares, but it's about the uh the Muppets 4D vision. It's very 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 different <laughs> nightmares, but it's night terrors. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so it, it, careful, careful. Ryan's going to come up on stage and give you a well, Will you know Smith slap across Ryan's the face. Ryan's not here, oh so my. he can scream he from to. the audience if he wants. He can scream with his headphones in listening to this. I'm just kidding. I love the Muppets, <laughs> Ryan. I have, I have beautiful dreams about the about the Muppets, and if they were nightmares, they'd be beautiful easy, nightmares. Easy. So the family. So show. um. If this was at Hollywood Studios, I think that's what we were talking about 14 minutes ago. If this was at Hollywood Studios, uh, I think it'd be much more fitting. I love being scared at Hollywood Studios. Just like the mistake uh, when I mistakenly said that the horror sh- horror makeup show is in Hollywood Studios and it's at Universal. <laughs> but it's because Hollywood, it would have fit in Hollywood Studios because it's Hollywood and s- there's studios. So, so <laughs> Tower of Terror fits perfectly in there. Kill me. I, I, I always think I'm going to die on Tower of Terror and I'm perfectly fine with it because it's a it's a fun death it's a you know you just don't mind so if this you die doing what you love exactly so if i got if i got eaten by an alien in hollywood studios or at least felt like i was getting eaten by an alien i would be much more comfortable if it was in the comfort of hollywood studios you know mary uh fun fact and i don't think you know this chris has never been on the jungle cruise because he thought it was that ride that gets you soaking yeah. wet uh, at Animal yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, the last time I was there with my family, like, oh, you guys want to go on Jungle Cruise? And I said, absolutely that's not. not. Even a, that's not the right part. Absolutely not. That's the one where you get soaked. That's, that's Cali River close, Rapids, though. and I don't even know what park There's water in. involved. There's you water. There's water, and I don't like getting wet. He also swears up and down that he's been on the uh, the, the MGM Studios backlot tour. Torn, turns out it was the uh, Universal Studios. No, no, no. I was definitely tour. on the MGM one because they were drawing Atlantis in the I'm studio. Not even, I'm no comment. I remember it. Extraterrestrial alien encounter opened back up officially in June of 1995 with some changes. The pre-show went from being comedic to more serious and dark. XS Tech received an evil chairman who described the capabilities of the company. Once inside the building, the second pre-show starts. SIR, an animatronic robot voiced by Tim Curry. SIR demonstrated the teleportation technology on a creature named Skippy, which turned into dust. The new name and the new pre-show was supposed to make it apparent to all guests that this ride was going to be scary. There were also warnings posted outside the ride to indicate the experience the attraction will supply. Guests would enter the theater in the round and were strapped into seats with harnesses which were all positioned around a large plastic tube. A video showed two alien XS Tech employees, Dr. Fermer, Kathy Najami, and Spinlock, Kevin Pollock, who were explaining that the teleportation tube would be used to teleport a single guest out of the chamber to meet the chairman, Clench. But instead, Clench decided to transport himself into the room. The lights begin to strobe while the scientists panicked. The tube gets filled with smoke as they finally lock onto a life form they thought was Clench. Through the lights and fog, the guests could see inside the tube a towering monster with leathery wings, a reptilian tongue, and glowing red eyes. Glass shattering is heard and the theater goes dark. The Imagineers added 4D effects, which was currently being used for Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. With strategically placed speakers and the 4D technology, riders would hear the creature crunching and slurping 
and then the guests are sprayed in the face with warm water. Harnesses would tighten on the guests' shoulders while warm air and water was released from the seat backing. Screams filled the room, some fake and some real, as each individual guest was hearing the creature in their ears. Eventually, XS Tech regained control by corralling the creature back into the tube to destroy it. Well, the description of the alien kind of sounds like my ex-wife. Oh, my God. That is not nice. Um, You just tapped into a core memory. Skippy. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. I was just going to talk about oh, Skippy. We have to talk about gosh. Skippy. We have to talk about Skippy. That is a core memory. We're going to talk about Be- Skippy. What? Yeah, no, yeah. stop bringing that into this. This is so supposed Skippy to be was adorable. Scary. I know. And they sold Skippies in the gift shop. I remember. Right, right, my wife had one. My wife had a plush Skippy. Yeah. Be- yes. So I forgot I, I re- about Skippy. I know. You can't forget about hashtag. Never forget about Skippy. That's a too long of a hashtag, so Scott. You I, don't know how hashtags work. Hashtag never forget there Skippy. Hashtag Skippy uh, is that's, fine. Skippy's good. Hashtag Skippy. There we go. Uh, we're going to start. It. Chris, put out the Diz His merch. Hashtag Skippy. Bring back Skippy. And put the No New Friends we faces will. on And there. Skippy's face. <laughs> and Skippy. Oh, yeah. We you can't forget about Skippy. So I, I forgot about Skippy. <laughs> and I, wa- <laughs> I, watched, I watched Alien Encounter today on YouTube, which is very difficult since most of that attraction is in pitch black. <laughs> but after... <laughs> After recording the history and, and I saw Skippy gets turned into dust, I'm watching this pre-show going, oh my gosh, they're going to turn this adorable creature into dust. How are kids not in therapy after Can you this? imagine? Oh, go ahead. Go, well, go ahead. I am in therapy, yeah, so it all makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Skippy really didn't get turned into dust. He got transported to another tube, but he was all like burnt <laughs> up and messed up and all that. And, and, like, and he, he didn't, was making uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, he didn't travel well. So Michael Eisner. Same, says, Skippy, same. Michael Eisner, we, we, we've established he did not like this ride. So I just imagined him at this meeting. He goes, all right, guys. We got this, this stuff has to change. I want you guys to create a cute cute character. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Right, yeah. Turn him into dust. <laughs> then take the tube in the middle and put a freaking Cthulhu in the middle of it. Make him break out and squirt hot water on these guests' faces. Yeah, make him think it's blood. I get it. I'm behind it. I'm on board with him. Eisner must have been having like some sort of breakdown or something. <laughs> and that cute character, he's not dead. Oh, good, good, good. No, but he's he's brutally burned. He's brutally burned. Brutally. He did not travel well. But you can purchase him in the gift shop. <laughs> Pre-burned Skippy's in the gift shop. $14.99. I... <laughs> I mean, like, could you imagine if they would have Disneyfied this attraction a little bit and made it so that Skippy was the hero? I mean, they'd be able to market it. I mean, he could be the new icon of Magic Kingdom. Forget about Mickey Mouse. It'd be Skippy. Skippy. Like, Skippy, Skippy's Clubhouse. And, uh, you know, you could be a skipper. Uh, you know, uh, Skippy <laughs> would be... A skipper would be fine. Or skipper. Yeah, that's... Or skipper would be fine. S-K-I-P-P-Y. Oh, it works, too. Yeah, we're on Well, you know what? We're... We're we're gonna start we're gonna start a campaign. Bring back Skippy. Uh, Skippy should be the hero. Skippy is the hero that we deserve. Skippy is adorable. I just looked him up. He does look like a walking turd a little bit. <laughs> okay, rude. But he was having a rough day. Could you imagine what he was going through, Chris? God, wait. They well. do sell well, burn. Yeah, and- they they sell pre burned Skippy and they sell burned Skippy. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh my god, yes, it, dude. With, can you find this on eBay, yes, please? With, please find it. It was two ninety nine in the gift shop. You you. It was Skippy, well, and you turn it around. And he was burned Skippy. 
Oh my god, oh my I need one. Guys, please, please, I want one. Let's check the bank account. Well, and SIR, played by Tim Curry, called him like a low life, uh, like low life form. So already he, Skippy had, you know, self esteem um, issues. Self esteem yeah. issues, exactly. God, kick a man when Poor he's Skippy. down. I know. I would like the, to. Skippy is our new hero. He is our new hero. Um, I do want to, at some point, tell you a story about a time I, I was on this attraction. We can do that later if you'd like. Uh, we'll do that when we do memories. That's never going to come. Okay, great. Wonderful. Uh, because I've got a memory I want to share also. Beautiful. Extraterrestrial alien encounter utilized a lot of special effects to convince guests an alien was really loose in the theater. There were binarial cues from the speakers that are resting just by each guest's ears. Repurposing subwoofers from Mission to Mars utilized servo-driven 1,800-watt speakers mounted in the seats to send out pounding vibrations to simulate the alien's footsteps. The warm air and water blasters are mounted in the row in front of each guest, causing the 4D effects for aliens to breathe and spit. Soft tubes would eventually blow air onto the back of guest's head. This paired with hot air and olfactory emitters would suggest the alien's tongue licking the guest's head. The ride was a great hit among teens and adults, but despite all the warnings and the name change, Disney was still getting a lot of complaints about the ride being too scary for kids. These complaints, paired with the low guest attendance, caused the cancellation of the ride to be installed at Disneyland and the future edition of it in Paris and Tokyo. Eisner's plan worked, and the ride received a cult following. But with the low park attendance and constant complaints, Disney decided to utilize the space for actual IP like Stitch. On October 12, 2003, Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter closed down and was replaced with Stitch's Great Escape. This overlay utilizes the ride's special effects, but in a not so scary way. During the 2010s, Stitch's Great Escape began opening only seasonally, and by 2018, the ride was closed down. And for good reason. The reseller in me is salivating. Did you see the link that I sent you guys during that reading of the history? For the listeners at home, I will describe it. We did look up. Uh, we had got our intern, Steve, on the... Uh, Steve is... Yeah, Steve, Steve yeah, from the Steve New New Friends intern, podcast. He's our yeah, intern. from the New New Friends podcast. He, he was able to... Uh, he wasn't doing anything tonight because he's unemployed. Um, the Disney Alien Encounter action figure set. Sir Skippy and Fried Skippy. It was sold at shops for $2.99 in Disney. It is selling on eBay for $149, free shipping. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's important. So, Mary, it uh, doesn't look like we have enough money in the New Friends account to purchase this. Guys, please. I do know a loan shark that could probably probably slide us the $149 if you – we'll talk after the show. So – Anyway, Skippy action figure, probably off the board. I was really upset because if this was like $15, I was going to buy one because I think just having a fried Skippy action figure is pretty funny. But I feel like it's me by Wednesday, typically. It's <laughs> <laughs> just what I look like. Lots of peanut butter being sold on eBay, by the way, when you type in Skippy. Uh, just a little <laughs> side note there. So uh, this is the, the, the Scottest thing that I could have ever done. So after experiencing this attraction, and, and again, I, I had to have gone with like my youth group going to Night of Joy. So every Halloween, we would put on a haunted house and like we divide into groups and we had like five different rooms. 
And I always like the creativity in me wanted it to be the biggest, best thing. So like one year we built like Sleepy Hollow and we had like in one room, we told the story of Sleepy Hollow and, you know, it started on a night just like tonight. Uh, And then they came in, they crossed the bridge and there was the Headless Horseman. So one year we did, it was called TV5, Alien Autopsy. That's what we called our (gasps) Ooh, I love it. And we pre-recorded this whole alien autopsy and, and or this this news presentation. They were they were they were the storyline was they were going to be sitting in on this live uh, alien autopsy. So they're watching you know the news anchors and all that. And there's this alien on the the table, and we're about to do an autopsy. Well, then the lights go off, and we had like leaf blowers oh and God. squirt bottles, and and we're <laughs> we're recreating this attraction at my church. Scott, I can oh, just cold. picture it now, like in the background, like you're like you with the leaf blower, and now this like you now it's like directing like when to do each part. Like need more now, squirt bottle. Yeah, go. Like, Bring in the silly string. <laughs> True story. Uh, we did. So, our, what kind of alien was? Yeah, it? was this a Scientology church? Did they have alien dummies in the back for you <laughs> that you just took down off the no, wall it's... and was like and used as a prop? <laughs> no. Mary, did you have a memory you wanted to share about this attraction? I do. I do. Picture it, Mary. Two thousand, just two thousand. Yeah, I think just like flat 2000, maybe 1999. I don't know. Um, So when I was in middle school, we would often do field trips to Disney um, specifically for like chorus or something like that. We would perform and then we'd get to play there for the day. Um, I would always go on that ride with my boyfriend because it was dark and it was scary yeah that was my boyfriend actually the burnt skippy is probably better um, no okay look we would go on the ride and i'd be like oh my god i'm so afraid even though we all know damn we all know darn tootin i was not afraid <laughs> hold my hand mm. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, it's a good memory. And then we go to the gift shop, and I'd be like, buy me a Skippy. Mm. Wouldn't be it. a Skippy if they had the games, you know. There's no game. He just had to buy it I for know. me, okay? Look, you had to buy my affection back then, Scott. Get me a Skippy and get me a Mickey Mouse ice cream. I'm jealous about you going on a field trip to Disney. We had one field trip to Disney with my high school, and it cost $1,300 because it was senior trip. Oh, whoa, what? Because it was our senior trip. Oh, Ours was, uh, I think, like 60 bucks, but mine wasn't because I would say that like 70% of the class probably were annual pass holders. I had an annual pass. Our haunted house. I went to Catholic school, so our field trip was to church. <laughs> our haunted house here up in Jersey, they just they just opened the door and let us walk around outside for a couple of minutes, and then we <laughs> came running back. I get scary. It's fine. Quick fire, quick facts, let's go! Q-Line videos for Space Mountain and Disneyland and Magic Kingdom have references to XS Tech. Some props from Alien Encounter were still used for Stitch's Great Escape, like broken seat cover that had the XS Tech logo. At Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Tivian's desk during the pre-show has an invoice from XS Tech. Invasion, an attraction at Disney Quest, featured XS Tech tying it directly to Alien Encounter. Stitch's Supersonic Celebration stage show in Tomorrowland, which performed in 2009, referenced XS Tech and the animatronic Sir. 
We here at the Diz His think Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter was an intense ride that we think many guests today would love to ride. It was placed in Magic Kingdom, but if it was at Hollywood Studios, it may be scaring guests to this day. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week, we have a weekly movie club. However, this next one will be a little bit longer, so between March 28th and April 10th, we'll be watching Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in the next podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, as well as the new Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club. See you there. Hey, you want to hear something really cool, Alex? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. Do you know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I have to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You I know. know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in Mm -hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, Uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up. And to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know. So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise, get our show out there from to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans. We love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. One of my students that's in my class, her family and friends are from the Ukraine. I teach virtual school. And for the past two weeks, her family, they have been flying all over the world to get to and support their family and friends. My student has joined in my live lessons from Greece, Poland, and all over the world. The houses of their family and friends are destroyed, which just makes me furious because their family and friends have done nothing and their houses are just wrecked. Uh, So for the month of April, all of our Patreon money will be going towards helping the family help pay for the food and flights uh, that they have been taking to kind of get to their families. If you want to join our Patreon, go to DizHiz.com and join the Goof Troop. Not only will you be helping out for a good cause, you will also get access for all the cool stuff for a month. Thanks and have a magical day. Hey, I'm Joe from the DizHiz. 
And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Mary, what did you do in the world of Disney slash news this week? What did I do? Yeah, in the world of Disney. movies or TV shows? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I Disney didn't really Plus? watch any movies or shows. However, uh, when I was making breakfast yesterday, the day before, uh, we just played We Don't Talk About Bruno. And we all just belted that at the top of our lungs whilst we made our breakfast. So that's what we did in the world of Disney. Nice. That's about it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, what'd you do in the world of Disney this week? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I recorded this podcast. That was uh, you failed at finding a Skippy for <laughs> me. I failed at finding a Skippy. Um, what the, I, man? I didn't do all too. Oh, you know what I did? This is us. If you listen to No New Friends, you know that I am uh, a reseller. I sell things. So scumbag reselling yes. hoarder. So I uh, I went on Shop Disney a couple weeks ago, and they had these little blind bags of the. Fab 50 statues and I bought 10 of them for $100 because I saw that like people were buying them for $30 a piece on eBay. So I just bought them. Me and Emily had a blast opening them up to see what was inside. I just listed them all on eBay for three times what I bought them for. You can buy them on, on Shop Disney. I don't understand why people are paying $30 a piece for these $10 figures that you can still get online. But hey, that's what I'm here for. Yes. To exploit the... Uh, the 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 weak-minded i guess we're gonna cut that that's very insulting very insulting the person that i sold this to i hope they enjoyed their their 35 dollar actually it was stitch it was a stitch it was a stitch figure hope they enjoyed the 35 dollar <laughs> stitch because me and emily really imagine en- if it was a skipping <laughs> emily and i really enjoyed the dinner that i took uh, us out to with that 35 dollars <laughs> at the olive garden yeah. hey when you're there you're family endless breadsticks <laughs> can't beat it what about you scott so this week, um, you know, I did a couple of things. One, to prepare for this episode, uh, I rejoined the Miller family uh, Disney trip, and I watched Alien <laughs> Miller Encounter. Miller family and... Disney trip. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to uh, a couple episodes ago, the uh, uh, Backlot Tour. I talk about how I watched the Miller family trip to Hollywood Studios. But uh, I watched the al- extra extraterrestrial alien encounter. Then I watched uh, Stitch's Great Escape because I'd never experienced that attraction. And then I also watched Mission to Mars, uh, which I did experience that uh, attraction, and it was god-awful. So I did that. Um, I reposted a bunch of... We don't talk about Jada memes uh, <laughs> after the after the slap at the Oscars. Um, also, I tasted a uh, a new product on Disney property this week. It is the uh, the key lime Dole oh, Whip. Man. 
over at Old Key West Resort. It's the only place you can get it. They put graham crackers on there. Uh, it was can so good. And I don't like Dole Whip. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. I mean, they're they're all about you know allergy friendly over there. So you know, I would love to try that. I would love to try that. That sounds delicious. It was really really good. And then there's there's the people that get it with just the lime. And I'm like, why 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 would you do that? You have to get it with the swirl, the the, the vanilla and the lime swirl. Oh, gotta watch those types of people. I know. Gotta watch them. I know. They probably also don't think the Die Hard's a Christmas movie. If you, it's true. If you could buy 14 of those uh, Dole Whips, Scott, I'll be down in about three four weeks. Okay. I will gladly eat them all. I'll put them in my freezer for Please. you. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, look, this was this was a fun uh, April Fool's Day episode. Yes. Joe and I had been planning it for a while. Uh, Chris, thanks for keeping me in, in check and online. Hopefully we did the Diz His cast proud. I feel a lot better after the show is complete because before the show, I'm not going to lie, Mary had no idea how this was going to work. And you know what? Same feelings that I had, same feelings that you had when we did our first Diz His show. And it just kind of goes. It just kind of, it just kind of goes. It kind of flows, and it's right. it's a lot of fun. I think I think we all did a very thank you good job. Thank we you. all did a good job. Let's give a ourselves a pat on the back. It was a little round of applause. Yeah. It was it was a fun show. And, and, yeah, and I, now I, really I can say I've uh, I've guest hosted more than Dane. So this is a, a major <laughs> win. Uh, no, this was a lot of fun. And and listen, if you missed uh, Joe, Alex, and Jen's voice. Check them out. They're going to be doing the uh, No New Friends podcast episode. Both episodes released today at the same time. So you can check them out. And then Chris will obviously be on both shows. So it's like business as usual for Chris. But yeah. for us, this was a huge thrill. I'm a huge fan of the the Diz His podcast. And anytime I get asked to come on as a guest or a guest host, it's a thrill. So to actually get to host it uh, was a lot of fun. And like I said if, at the very beginning, if you liked us, if you if we made you laugh, Check out our podcast, the No New Friends podcast. It's the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting, and we just kind of you know poke fun at ourselves and and uh, things that we have going on. In fact, uh, Chris, on our next episode, Chris is a is a LinkedIn coach now. So oh, yes. you know, send Certified. him your LinkedIn profiles, and he mm-hmm. will give you feedback, solicited or unsolicited. You know, yeah. he'll just give you feedback. I'll just harass you about it, most likely. Mostly unsolicited. Yeah. Also, do want to say our podcast is I'd say like a PG thirteen podcast. Yeah, it's not family friendly like this yeah. one. Um, we keep we it as family friendly as we possible. Say other things. Yeah, we yeah. keep it clean, but not you know, little 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 dirty. It's, it's, it's for adults. It's for adults. Correct. It's kind of like the ride we just discussed. Yes, exactly. it's exactly <laughs> like you the never ride really know. exactly. It would do better exactly. at Hollywood Studios, but someone just put it in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, correct. Which is exactly what has just happened. Correct. Yeah, but check yes. us out. NoNewFriendsPodcast.com. We're streaming everywhere. And that was the his on the extraterrestrial alien encounter. I'm Scott. I'm Mary. I'm Chris. Thank you for listening and have a magical week. Okay, bye. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. 
you know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Hey. 